At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. The 7 from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The 7 every weekday. So follow The 7 right now. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste, or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products, because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Covering the sports betting landscape from coast to coast, this is Betting Across America on VSIN, the sports betting network. It's a great day to be alive, and it's a great day to be a better. Welcome inside the VEASAN studios here at the South Point Hotel and Casino. This is Betting Across America, presented by BetMGM. Femi and Bebefe hanging out here with my man James Salinas out in Colorado on a Salinas Saturday. Don't adjust the dial. My man James Salinas here with us on a Saturday. And James, we were talking about it before we even got the show underway. 33 days and counting until week one of the National Football League. Buddy, we're almost there. Well, you were giving me an update on the real football league, <laughs> yeah. which is in 109 days when we're talking about the World Cup on the pitch. And we get to see lots of flailing and flopping around out there on the grass. Yeah, I'll stick with the 33 days as opposed to the 109. You know where I'm going. Uh-huh. It's all about the NFL. I'm all about that action, baby. Let's go. We're all about that action on this show. So hang with us over the next three hours here. Make sure to tweet at the show at VEASAN Live. On Twitter, at Rounding Again is where you can find James. At Femi Abebefe is where you can find me. A lot of football on the show this morning, like we said, all about that action. A game of too high, too low with the NFL win totals in 15 minutes. James has a few win total plays that we'll discuss here on the show. New new QB, who this? We're doing that, baby. Passing props for the new faces of the franchise around the NFL. We go to the college ranks in the second hour. We'll also hit some MLB futures and the card today as well. But first, James, let's begin with the NFL. And I want to start with what we saw Thursday night in the preseason. Did you bet on any of the Hall of Fame game between the Raiders and Jaguars? No, I did not. I really just, you look at these games and I, I decided, I thought I was it was really, were there any receivers in that game? Because it seemed like every play, whether it was a designed route or a check down, was let's get our running backs involved in the passing game. That'll really electrify the, <laughs> the field and the viewers. Let's just see those those backs out of the backfield having to constantly touch the ball. I think that was the thing. And and we're going to see that out of preseason, right? It's it's going to be very limited. A lot of vanilla schemes out there. Although we did see the Raiders that, I mean, a lot of running game. And it was interesting to see Jacobs out there to start, to start that preseason game, which is going to be four preseason games for the for the Raiders as well as mm-hmm. the Jacksonville Jaguars, three for everybody else. And I think you can see, you know, new coaches in both situations, but the Raiders were much more established as far as their roster was concerned. I know a couple you know, new pieces coming over on both sides of the football, big stars coming over on both sides of the football for the Raiders. But for Jacksonville, complete makeover having to go through with Doug Peterson. He's got to figure out what this personnel is. He's got to change the culture. Changing mm-hmm. the culture doesn't just equate to making having wins. It's a lot of things that have to go be 
beyond the dysfunction that was Urban Meyer last year. So not surprising to see Jacksonville really behind. They just weren't anywhere close to as physical as what the Raiders were. But I think that's probably the one takeaway is we know we're going to see the backs touch the football as far as the passing game is concerned. A lot of checkdowns for these backup quarterbacks, third string, fourth string quarterbacks in a sense. But also, uh, just I thought probably my biggest takeaway was to see Jacobs. So I, think I really like Jacobs when he's healthy. And you know his story. And he's somebody that you're going to root for. He's somebody mm-hmm. that I root for. I don't root for teams. I root for tickets. But I do root <laughs> for players and coaches. And I think for somebody like Jacobs, I love his story, the toughness that he brings. And he runs that way. When he's healthy, that's always the biggest thing. Yeah. Can he stay healthy? So it was interesting to see the amount of touches, at least, that he got early in that game. We're going to get a full slate of preseason games coming up starting this upcoming Thursday. Two of them between the Giants and the Patriots and then the Titans and the Ravens Thursday, then more of them Friday and Saturday. And we get a little Sunday action as well out here in Vegas with the Raiders hosting the Minnesota Vikings. But is there anything that you take away, James, from these preseason games? Because we don't want to overreact to what we see. And there's it's hard to read into much of it because a lot of the key contributors for these teams aren't playing. And if they do play, it's maybe a series or two. But is there anything that you can take away from how coaches manage some of these games? Yeah, well, part of it is the physicality of it. And what are what are coaches looking to get out of this particular preseason game? Yeah, you're looking at the depth chart for sure. And we know with the now from going from four, the, the Hall of Fame game notwithstanding, going from four preseason games down to three preseason games. Usually back in the, you know, beforehand when you had the four preseason games, usually it felt like that game number three of the preseason was the dress rehearsal for teams. And some teams really wanting to get a look at their offense or defense for maybe the entire of a half or maybe even longer but now that's going to be the key is how do teams approach having just three games and you know you get to hear a lot of things during the week and I'm not much of one to, to do much of social media but I do utilize Twitter to follow beat writers and they'll mm-hmm. give you some insight as to what are the game plan what's the who's going to actually be out there starting and what their quarterback rotation might be so things to look for going into the game if we're looking to bet I think within the game a lot of times I'm looking at I, I look at the physicality and it starts at the offensive line and is this offensive line? Because I think there were some question marks we saw with that Raiders offensive line. There was a lot of question marks that I, at least I have, with this Raiders offensive line coming into this season for the regular season and the preseason here. We saw some issues at the backup left tackle and maybe at both, really at both tackle spots. So I think that's yeah. going to be a concern, not only for the starting offensive line, but the depth of that offensive line too. How do they pass protect? But more importantly, how physical are they at the point of attack? Yeah, the, the Raiders, we saw them, and this might be a, an actionable nugget for us to back the Raiders heading into the rest of the preseason here because Jared Stidham and Nick Mullins were kind of alternating reps in the first half, which I thought was interesting. That goes to show you that they have a legitimate competition going on at QB2. So maybe we'll see these guys for an extensive period once we get to week one and week two of the preseason. Uh, might be able to get some competent quarterback play on a relative scale from the Las Vegas Raiders. So the preseason, it's it's interesting. You mentioned it, betting on information, waiting for the coaches to tell us what they're going to do because unlike the regular season, the coaches in that final press conference before these games, they kind of tell us who's going to play and how many yep. snaps and all that stuff. So it is very uh, advantageous to take advantage of some of these lines here in the preseason. All right, let's get to some of the news and notes, James, from around the NFL. And I want to start with Deshaun Watson and the Cleveland Browns. The Cleveland Browns quarterback has been suspended Suspended six games by the NFL judge Sue L. Robinson uh, levied that six game suspension. The NFL has appealed it and we will find out what happens later on this week with the appeal. Many are expecting and reporting that the NFL is seeking at least a year suspension, if not an indefinite suspension, which would cause Watson to have to reapply uh, for reinstatement after this upcoming season. All the legal stuff aside, and I read some of Sue Robinson's findings, and there are some graphic stuff in there, and all the stuff that Watson has now been accused of, or what they have now seen as binding facts here for this case, it, it seems like it's such a chaotic situation for this Browns team, unlikely to have Watson for this season. And if they do, maybe it's not until week seven at the earliest. Has there been a way that you've gone about attacking this Browns team from a betting perspective? Have you maybe looked at some Browns unders or Browns that maybe finish in last place in the division? How have you kind of gone about this Browns team from a betting perspective? 
I haven't bet anything directly related to the Browns. It's been more mm. indirectly uh, a couple bets within the division in the AFC North. And we've talked about this when it comes to the, there's, uh, I know on, on certain sites and at BetMGM, you can bet the, the straight forecast is what it's called of who's going to come in first, who's going to come in second. So in mm. a, a, really an exacta. And so I did bet those. It was the Ravens and the Bengals. Those are those to me, those are the two front runners. Obviously Pittsburgh's in a complete rebuild mode and that's going to be a team I think really struggles this season just so many new pieces young offensive line who knows what's going to happen at the quarterback spot but just because this was a a spot where I felt like with Deshaun Watson whenever he gets out there on the field even when he does play he's still going to have all of this this dark cloud following him around from week to week game to game that not only he is going to have to answer to but the the, the Cleveland Browns as a as a franchise and as a team are going to have to deal with. And those yeah. are just distractions. And you have to be able to focus week in and week out on your set opponent, not be looking ahead for one thing, but also not having distractions that have nothing to do with the game off the field. And I think that was just something that was part of the handicap. Like, I just think this has been a, an issue. I, I didn't think Deshaun Watson would play at all this season. But even mm-hmm. if he does, that distraction is not going away. And it just becomes too much off the field to deal with for them to be competitive consistently in the AFC North. Baltimore's got to be healthier this year, you would suspect. Couldn't be any worse last year considering the, the rate of attrition as far as injuries were concerned that they had to deal with. And then Cincinnati, maybe there might be a little bit of a hangover, but they really addressed some needs that they had. Number one offensive line uh, in the offseason with free agency. And then uh, they needed some help at the in the secondary, which they got through the draft. So I think they improved themselves from last year's roster to this year's roster. And it's a real. And I think that team is too young to know that they shouldn't be going to the Super Bowl that quickly, young Drew Burrow. And, and, <laughs> but that's how they are. And, and they play with so much confidence. So that's what I bet. I bet those two exactas, and we know the, the number move soon thereafter when when I put the bet in. Uh, the numbers are pretty decent now. Ravens to go first, Bengals to go second. Now is 375 when I got it at 450 and and vice versa. It is now plus 400 with the Bengals first and the Ravens second. So it didn't move that significantly from the plus 450 that I had. But that's the way I was looking to attack and kind of go against the Browns without actually directly betting against them. Yeah, yeah. No, the, the Browns. It's to, right now. It's a stay away until we get any sort of clarity yep. for me there. Uh, I know Circa has win totals up for the Browns. I believe we're the only shop that has a win total up for the Browns. But we see division markets, uh, Browns to make or miss the playoffs right now. I just don't know how many games he's going to play or if he plays at all. So I don't think there's anything that you can do. You'd be guessing, to be honest, if you're betting on anything Cleveland Browns related, unless it's maybe for week one. I know some people grab some four and a halfs or three and a halfs or threes in that game right now. Some shops have the Carolina Panthers now favored by one in that week one game. But Watson, based on the appeal and all this stuff with the NFL, there's a chance that this could go to federal court uh, where Watson would probably uh, uh, file for a temporary restraining order or a preliminary injunction. If that happens, I believe that week seven would be the earliest that he could play because Watson and his camp, they didn't appeal the six-game suspension. They said that they were good with it, so they can't really uh, get onto the field week one through six there. So it would be week seven at the absolute earliest, but we might – find a resolution between now and then as we approach this season. Um, wanted to give this nugget to you, James, before we uh, get to break here, and we'll continue this conversation on the other side. But in the NFC West, a couple of news and notes, San Francisco 49ers camp, there was getting a little scuffly. They were fighting out there. Do you think those are good signs or bad signs for a team to be uh, fighting in training camp? Absolutely, let's get it on. That just tells you how hungry <laughs> that team is to get out there and start laying hats on somebody. I'll have to look and see who are they playing next week in their first preseason game because that's a team, they already know who they are. They know what their schemes are on both sides. Not a lot of transition outside of Trey Lance at the QB spot. Not a lot of transition. No transition with coaches. No transition to that roster. They knew who they are. They're hungry to go put a hat on somebody. Yeah, they're, they're, they're playing the Green Bay Packers Friday night mm. in Santa Clara where they're one-point favorites right now, total at 33-and-a-half, so – Maybe a bet on the 49ers because it sounds like they're pretty eager to hit somebody that wears a different jersey than they do. All right, we're just getting started here on Betting Across America. Too high, too low next here on VC. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. 
The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is Betting Across America on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Welcome back. This is Betting Across America presented by BetMGM. Femi Abebefe hanging out here at the VSIN studios at the South Point Hotel and Casino. James Salinas out in Colorado for a Salinas Saturday. You'll be back for a Salinas Sunday tomorrow. That's right, James. As always, as, as always. always, this is our weekend. Now, it's actually, I, I, I don't mind doing the early morning gig because now, well, maybe that's not a good idea. I have a free Saturday night. I'm typically <laughs> working the late shift with Brady Cannon. <laughs> Love working with Brady, but that kind of keeps me, keeps my conduct in control. I don't know what to do with free Saturday night. I was going to say, we're uh, getting we're, jiggy. We're getting jiggy we'll, on we'll, Saturday. We'll, we'll talk about that off the air. This is a family betting show, so ain't family betting. Let's, we'll, let's keep it PG here. Well, boy, we'll make sure to keep it PG. As they're trying to keep it PG over at 49ers camp uh, with all all the brawls going on. I believe it was between Fred Warner and Brandon Ayuk. So a couple of key contributors, especially Fred Warner. He's an all pro caliber linebacker there. Uh, Kyle Shanahan, a little irritated by some of the fights. And I understand where he's coming from because yeah. these fights take up time in practice and the time is finite. They don't have all day. Like they used to back in the day with the uh, five CBAs ago where they could go to two a days and all that stuff. Now it's pretty condensed and they're trying to get a lot done in a short amount of time here. So on one hand, it's, unproductive because you want to get the reps in. But on the other hand, you think that this shows a team that's champing at the bit and ready to go come preseason week one. And I get from coaching perspective, right? You want to see your guys hungry and itching. And, you know, there's a lot of yapping that goes out there. It's not like the offense. And this isn't just restricted to the 49ers. This is in any football locker room, most at any level, really. Offensive guys don't really love to hang out with the defensive guys and vice versa because they're banging on each other all the time and they're competing and that's what you like to see. And I think that's what we're seeing out of San Francisco. They're getting competitive. These drills are competitive. These these sessions are competitive. They're getting after it. Now we know there's not a, a whole lot, a lot of opportunity for contact and so guys can run their mouth and a lot of times, you know, without being able to to lay a hat on those offensive players, they tend to run their mouths a little bit. And I think mm-hmm. for Warner, the he's the leader. He's the fire. I mean, there's plenty of talent on that defensive side for the San Francisco 49ers. But the heartbeat, the leadership, the you know the the alpha. Let's just call it that. The alpha on that defense absolutely is Fred Warner, and not only is he chomping at the bit and setting a, a, a tone for his defense, but also he's talked about you know. I, I feel like this is for Brandon Ayuk. This is his year to step up, and I'm so I'm going to be a little more aggressive with him. I'm going to get in his ear. That's part of being a leader, and doesn't mean that I'm going to hold his hand out there and pat him on the back. I'll <laughs> pick him up off the ground when I knock him down and let him learn through that because he's got to have to step up and be physical this year for the 49ers offense. So I think there's some leadership involved there too. So it's a fine line because what you don't want to do is lose your discipline. I think that's probably Shanahan's biggest piece. He doesn't want to see anybody fighting. Number one, shouldn't be throwing any kind of punches when yeah. guys wear helmets. Helmets. I mean, you're going to, who knows, you know, if they're throwing a punch at a helmet, uh, the helmet's not going to give. It's going to be those knuckles and that hand and wrist that could potentially give, and you're knocked out for a while and on on injured reserve. But I think for, for Shanahan, he just wants to make sure, do not cross that threshold when we lose our discipline because that results in flags in a game. We don't want to give 15 yards mm-hmm. any time to our opponents. So be feisty, be fiery, but be disciplined as well. Walk that tightrope. Let's be smart about it, and let's get after it. Yeah. But one 
more NFC West nugget here that I want to get to before we get to too high and too low. I, I don't know if you saw this report from the LA Rams there. Matthew Stafford, some elbow issues that are going on. Sean McVay, the head coach, said that it's an injury that is abnormal to quarterbacks. And anytime you hear that, that never sounds good. Uh, they're starting to load manage Stafford throughout training camp. He's not expected to participate in 11 on 11 until August 10th. I believe it is. He'll still throw in some individual stuff, but it's kind of a load management situation. This was an elbow issue that was, I believe, bothering him a little bit last year. They thought it would be able to heal on its own. Um, I'm not sure if surgery is on the table. We're still early on in this process, but we saw the market react to this. The Buffalo Bills, especially over at Circa, now up to two and a half in that opening night game here. Now it's two across the board. Uh, is this concerning to you, James? Yeah, it's, well, I think we have to be. You have to be concerned for somebody that, you know, what is it, his 13th year, I believe, coming mm -hmm. into the season. He's 34 years old now as Matthew Stafford, and he threw over 400 pass attempts or 600 pass attempts last year. He hasn't thrown that many pass attempts since 2014, so really got that shoulder and elbow working last year. And I think, and I think we know that McVay wants to run the football too. And the the backfield was really banged up from the start of the season throughout the season. Really, the, a lot of attrition in that running back unit to, to be able to get any kind of consistency rushing the football. And we'll probably see that from the Rams early this season, not only for some load management for Stafford, but I think McVay wants to get back to having that, that power run game again to balance out their passing game. And I think most coaches want to do that. So it is concerning. It is concerning for somebody for Stafford that is at the age that he is. He's been around such a long time and coming off the Super Bowl win. Uh, I mean, you'd, look for some continued progression with that offense being there for his second year. But yeah, for me, it's going to be concerning. We need to see it play out, not only for week one, It's but that that's a game I'm staying away from. I don't want to mm -hmm. mess with the Bills and Rams. That's going to be a great game. That's a total toss-up. I get why some of the, the money now is going on the Bills with that news. Not a bet for me to be played, but to monitor throughout the season for the Rams, because that is concerning. It's going to be a grind of a season. Everybody's going to give the Super Bowl champion their best shot. And in particular, yeah. now you know there's an injury, there's a circle on one, there's a red mm -hmm. dot. Mm -hmm. on Stafford right now, those opponents are going to be dialed in looking for it as well. If the number hits three, do you get involved with the Rams? <sighs> right now, I don't know. I think that that's yeah. a big question mark for Stafford. And I just think that that's, that's just such a game that that's, that's an in-game play if I'm playing it. I'm not going to bet that game before it starts. It's going to be a great – really, it's kind of – it feels like that should have been the Super Bowl last year if the Bills could have actually oh, yeah. focused for the last 13 seconds of that game in the divisional playoff at Kansas City. Uh, but – that's where it's going to be a great game. I think that's in game only for me. I'm not going to get involved with that game before it kicks off. Yeah, especially if Stafford has this elbow thing. You'd want to see how yeah. he's throwing the football and how Sean McVay is calling the game as well before getting involved that one. Maybe this game goes under the total um, of 52 and a half. All right, let's get to too high, too low. These are some win totals that our producer Britton has uh, given us here. Some teams that have some high win totals and some low win totals, and we'll see if there's any value to be gained here. And the first one. Here is a Florida showdown. We're going to the Sunshine State. Tampa Bay Buccaneers are at 11 and a half. The Jacksonville Jaguars are at six and a half. Are the Bucks too high or are the Jaguars too low or both? Well, I, th I have some concerns right now with Tampa Bay and the, the offensive side. I, I think the defense will, the, the addition, I think the addition of Hicks in there with Akeem Hicks coming over mm. from Chicago and he, the, the pairing with he and Vita Vaden on the interior. That is such, that's going to be a nightmare for opposing interior lines to have to try to contain those guys on the inside. And then you have Barrett and David and White and everybody else with the speed that they have to, to flow from sideline to sideline and get after the quarterback. But my concern is the offensive line, in particular on the interior. We know Jensen now is looks like he's probably done for the season at the center spot, and they've transitioned out both of their guards from the last two years that Brady's been with Tampa Bay to new two new guards. I know Mason coming over from New England. There's some familiarity there, but total new setup here. So I think that's where for somebody like Tom Brady, who who evolved quarterbacks, doesn't move around in the pocket. He knows how to climb the pocket, step up and avoid those mm -hmm. edge rushers, but doesn't want pressure in his face. That's a big concern for me. And then you look at this, if you're looking at the schedule as a whole, I mean, the first four games 
are going to be very challenging. Going to yeah. be a great rematch from last year's opener going into Dallas, although I think Dallas is we're, we'll, we'll see some regression from last year's 11-5 and five record, or 11-6 and six record. Where did they go? 12-6, and 12-5, whatever the number was. Dallas had a hell of a season. They did what they do in the regular season and then, and then dump it in the playoffs. But having <laughs> to play Dallas and then at New Orleans the second week of the season, if there's one team that knows how to apply pressure on the interior and, and be physical with Tampa Bay, it is New Orleans, at least in the regular season. Really, they had an opportunity to win that divisional game in the playoffs a couple years back, too, if it wasn't for that fumble from the tight end. This is a team that knows how to get after it, and then you're going to follow up with games against Green Bay and Kansas City. We're going to find out early in that early in the season, those first four games, how that offensive line holds up, especially that Week 2 game. I feel like we know Tampa's going to get everybody's best shot, and aside from New Orleans, they'll have four scrimmages within their division against Carolina, <laughs> as, as well as Atlanta. You know, it's totally varsity versus JV there, but it is. They're going to get everybody's best shot so I think as far as those two numbers I'd probably think it's hard to say it because Brady's such a great player but I'd say that one's a little too high as far as the Tampa Bay win totals concerned yeah I saw a stat the other day that said Tom Brady has not gone under his win totals since 2009 that was the last time he went under that win total. So Brady, somehow, someway, although he's the GOAT, continues to outperform what the market thinks he's going to do there. And he just is the, the model of consistency and greatness throughout the NFL. But, yeah, that win total, it's, it's rather high. The win total was set at 11.5 last year. And I think they had fewer questions a year ago than they have coming into this season, especially with the wide receiver. Mike Evans already banged up in training camp with a hamstring injury. It shouldn't be a big issue, but uh, that's something to monitor, as well as Chris Godwin, who returned to the practice field. But I don't know if you saw the videos there, James. He didn't look like he was moving around too good. I was like, oh, he's, uh, he's moving around a little old out of those breaks there with that knee brace on. Well, it's going to be hard. I mean, you're coming back, and I know technology has gotten so much better with these surgeries, with, with ACL surgeries, but everybody's body's different. And for somebody that needs his speed, he needs his wheels mm -hmm. under him. What was it? It was late in the season. Yeah, it was, like, it was December. So that, yeah, so you're, you're figuring that he's what, nine, eight months removed from ACL surgery, not going to be, it's going to take him, even if he is out there ready to go week one with a uniform on, doesn't mean that he's going to be anywhere close to full mm -hmm. speed. It's going to take him some games to have to get back there. So yeah, not only with the offensive line, but a lot of uh, new moving pieces, parts, and question marks with that, with the receiving core as well. Going to be a tough four games to start for the Tampa Bay Bucks this year. Yeah, I'd be I'd be a little surprised if Chris Godwin plays week one, to be honest. He's out there yeah. practicing, but I think this is just a slow ramp-up period to maybe later on in September, maybe even October before he starts, because right now, as we sit on August 6th, he didn't look good when he was moving around on the practice field. We'll continue the too high, too low discussion next here on Betting Across America. This is Betting Across America on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. The College Football Guide is out now. Start your football season on the right foot with expert profiles of every team, including trends, power ratings, and over-under recommendations. Plus, our best season win total bets, Heisman hopefuls, and playoff predictions. The only way to get access to this year's football betting guide is to become a VEASAN all-access subscriber. You hear that? You got to be a subscriber if you want the guide. Sign up early, and for a discount of $175, you'll receive the College and Pro Football betting guides along with full VEASAN access access all the way through the Super Bowl or join us for $40 a month and you see everything VEASAN has to up your betting game. Go to VEASAN.com slash subscribe for all your options and become part of the Sports Betting Network. Welcome back. This is Betting Across America presented by BetMGM. Femi Abebefe alongside James Salinas here on a Salinas Saturday in August football season. I can taste it, James. We're almost there, man. Had the Hall of Fame game on Thursday. Full slate of preseason starting up this coming up Thursday. So uh, it's going to be a lot of fun this next month as we approach the regular season in 33 days. But let's continue our game of too high, too low. We're talking about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. You would lean towards this being too high of a number, their win total sitting at 11 and a half. Nobody's running to fade Tom Brady, but 11 and a half. I don't think I'd want to bet the over. Let's put it that way. The Jacksonville Jaguars, though, James, their total set at six and a half. Doug Peterson, first time as the head coach of the Jaguars. Trevor Lawrence entering into year two. They made a number of free agent acquisitions and also drafted Trayvon Walker number one overall. Is this win total too low? I, I don't think so. I think the way I look at the Jacksonville Jaguars is Number one, you've got to change. You got to start over with the culture of that team and just some some professionalism when it comes to how to prepare 
and conduct yourself from week to week when we're talking about the coaching staff, not the players, the coaching staff. And so now you've got a, a Doug Peterson in there who's a professional and he understands that. And it's going to take some time just to to get some consistency when it comes to getting folks' minds right there in the Jacksonville Jaguars locker room. But, you know, you mentioned all the new pieces spend a lot of money, especially on the offensive side. Do put some more, put some skill position out there. Kirk, I'm not going to be one to to judge. Well, certain players shouldn't make this much or that much. I don't care. They get that contract, more money, more power to you. Go get mm-hmm. that, go get that coin, young fella. So, I just think for Jacksonville, if you look at the, the to me, this is just the, the start of the season is really challenging. So you have so many things that have to happen for Jacksonville to to not only get out there and, and shed what it's been not only last year, but the last few years of being such a, a bad football team and a losing football team. And it takes time to just change that mindset. Well, your three of your first four games are going to be on the road. I mean, you're opening up at Washington. We can uh, debate. and Well, it's not even a debate. you got Carson Wentz there. So it's going to be a defensive-minded football <laughs> team for the Washington, the commies, for the commies to be able to compete this year in Washington. But you get to open that game at home. And then you're going to have uh, – you have Indy. Now, you've handled Indy. And I think if there's a game that Indy has circled and has been having to talk about a bad taste in the mouth all offseason, it's going to be the Colts and their struggles of what they've had the last few years down in Jacksonville and then dumping last year's final game and not making the playoffs because of that. Yeah, I'm sure Indy's got that game circled and it'd definitely be advantage for Jacksonville with the weather down there. But then from there, you're going to have two games at the Chargers and at Philadelphia. Man, that's a tough start to this team. I could easily see 0-4 for Jacksonville. It doesn't look good for that season win total, but then the schedule will start to lighten up, especially on the backside and towards the latter part of the season. Because I think this is where this team with all the new pieces parts, it's going going to take some time for them to start to find themselves and create an identity. That's when you start to see some wins translate out in the second half of the season, especially when you're looking at who they get to close out with. I mean, the the last three games you're playing at New York, at Houston, you're going to have another road game at Detroit. Some of those might be winnable there, depending on where those teams are at. So I think maybe if if I'm looking to get involved with Jacksonville, I'd probably say, yeah, I'd look at the overall season win total under at six and a half, but Mm -hmm. I don't think I'd want to play that. I'd be looking more so for an adjusted, as the season goes on, we're going to get adjusted season win totals. Jacksonville gets off to a bad start. They start to find themselves better, and they pick up a win here or there, and maybe you get a, num- a lower number after an 0-4 start where instead of 6.5, maybe you're finding a 5, and uh, maybe you're finding a 5, or maybe even a 4.5, probably juiced to the over there. But something else to look at as the season goes on. It's not a side that I'm going to play before the season starts. Too many question marks, but I think there's potential there for Jacksonville to find some wins as the season progresses. Yeah, I think there's potential for Trevor Lawrence, and I'm curious to see how you kind of factor this into your handicap because last year the situation was horrendous with Urban Meyer at head coach, but Lawrence is a big-time prospect. I mean, I go back to how we talked about him leading up to the NFL draft, how he was talked about at Clemson, won a national championship as a freshman, was one of the most highly touted recruits coming out of Georgia as a high schooler. If Lawrence can start to reach that potential, Maybe this Jaguars team has potential to possibly win the division or something like that. Like, how much do you factor in the wide range of outcomes for the quarterback, Trevor Lawrence? Well, I look at the growth that we'll probably see. And, and again, not early in the season. It's going to be a tough matchup to start with that defensive front from Washington going on the road to play that that defensive front for the for the the. Commanders. Is it the Commanders, the Commies, whatever the, the, commanders, the name is. But, but right, right. The football I gotta commanders. Get that nickname. I got to get that nickname out of my head. What a weird nickname to have to have in, in D.C. of all places. But anyhow, <laughs> thinking about for – just think of everything that happened last year. We already know with Urban Meyer, the just the debacle of uh, the lack of leadership that was in that locker room from the from the coaching staff, the head coaching position. And Lawrence having to just deal with coming onto a bad team, being in the face of a, uh, of a bad franchise, and having to resurrect this team. The one thing we saw from week in and went out with Lawrence is, yeah, he's going to have his struggles, especially with all the dysfunction going on and the lack of talent. But kept his poise. Like, I just feel like there was something about him that you just saw. He just took the punches, and he's going to take them and take them, and you didn't see. We can talk about a lot of other quarterbacks that have really poor body language and don't seem to really have these these intangible leadership characteristics that 
players either gravitate or are kind of put off by. Mm-hmm. I think for somebody like Lawrence to have to suffer through everything that went on from last year with Jacksonville, the one thing you never heard was any complaints, any crying, any moaning, yeah. nothing negative coming out of Trevor Lawrence. And I had to speak that 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 just kind of uh, there. It speaks to the testament of of his character and and his oh, resolve and and who he is. And I think that's something you can build on as far as uh, uh, being a winner and being a leader. More importantly, there for Jacksonville, that's what it's all about this year. Is it's building a leader leadership qualities within certain players and getting a better direction. And and some identity for that team. That's what 2022 is all about for him. But yeah, I think there's plenty of upside from Lawrence, not just with the talent, but more so the intangibles as far as his character and leadership is concerned. Let's turn our attention to the AFC East. The Buffalo Bills win total set at 11 and a half. The favorite in the market to win the Super Bowl around plus 650, depending on where you shop. Uh, is this win total too high? I feel like it is, and not because the Buffalo Bills can't achieve it, and they're 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 obviously the front runner for a reason in the AFC and one of the leaders to win the Super Bowl. But it is going to be a challenging start to the schedule for them as well. Four out of your first six games on the road. We talked about the Thursday opener in Los Angeles. Now they get some time off to come back home against Tennessee, and that's probably a game they have circled. Last time we saw the Bills playing Tennessee was a Monday night game that was mm-hmm. in Tennessee, however, and just the, how all that went down at the end of that game to lose that game on the road. Now they get to host them at home. I'm sure that game circled there for the Bills. But then you're playing three out of four after that on the road at Miami. It's going to be muggy and hot down there with the humidity in Miami in September at Baltimore and then at Kansas City before your bye week. So challenge early and we know every, the Bills are going to get everybody's best shot. The other concern for me would, to bet that total over would be where are they at within their division as you start to wind out the last few weeks of the season. They're clearly the front runner to win the AFC East. I don't think Miami's going to live up to anywhere close to the expectations with all the moves that they've made in this offseason. Mm-hmm. A lot of question marks, coaching, you name it. I don't like Miami to be a contender within that division. The Patriots, we know who they are. They're they're a nine and eight type of football team. They're going to be well coached, well prepared. But we saw them when it came time to to have to face the Bills, not only in the playoffs but that bigger game uh, on the road when they couldn't handle it either and lost those last two games against Buffalo. Buffalo may have this division locked up with a couple weeks to go in the regular season. Do you start to dial things back and treat it like preseason where you're only playing starters half a half, for a half or those kind of things because the wins maybe don't matter. I'm not sure. It's just something. I think you have to factor in when you're looking at season win totals and where they stand within the division and also within the conference. Not a play that I'd be looking to make on the Bills to exceed 11 and a half. You know, it's interesting because when you look at the schedule and you said it, that beginning is rather tricky at the Rams. I know what we said about Matthew Stafford, but if he ends up being good to go, that could be a coin flip game to where maybe the Rams win on their home field. You have at Rams, at Ravens, at Chiefs, all within those first six weeks. There's a pretty reasonable scenario to where the Bills start three and three. Is this a team that you're looking to buy into once we get in the season, maybe at that bye week, perhaps maybe betting them to win the AFC or to win the Super Bowl? Yeah, we'll see what those numbers are. But, yes, I do. I, I think this is – I'm just – I'm a really big fan. Again, fan of cash and tickets, not a fan of any teams, but I am a fan of coaches and I'm a fan of certain players. And I am definitely a fan of Josh Allen. Not only from the talent standpoint he brings out there, but just that guy's competitive toughness and the spirit that he brings to that team. He is such a fighter. He is so physical. We saw talked about fighting in San Francisco and during the <laughs> preseason. He's been doing that with, with one of their pass rushers, too. He's yeah. wanting to get after, I think, with Phillips coming over. Uh, but he's just – that fiery guy. I think he's got all the intangibles and qualities from from a leadership perspective that I love. I love his toughness. I think the Bills are definitely, I totally understand why they're favored to win the AFC. Yeah, Bills are favored to win the AFC right now at plus 300 and plus 600 to win the Super Bowl. Josh Allen, of course, the MVP favorite right now at BetMGM. All right, on the other side, we'll talk baseball here with today's card on Betting Across America. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. There's a lot happening these days, but I have just the thing to get you up to speed on what matters without taking too much of your time. 
The Seven from the Washington Post is a podcast that gives you the seven most important and interesting stories, and we always try to save room for something fun. You get it all in about seven minutes or less. I'm Hannah Jewell. I'll get you caught up with The Seven every weekday. So follow The Seven right now. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is Betting Across America on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. BetMGM is giving soccer fans a chance to go for the goal this season. Just place a one-game parlay wager with four legs or more on any English Premier League game, and if all legs of the parlay hit but one, you'll receive up to $25 back in free bets. Log into your account or download the BetMGM app and sign up today. If you miss just one leg on an EPL one-game parlay wager with four legs or more, you'll get $25 back in free bets. Turn game time into showtime with BetMGM. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. 21 years of age or older to wager. New and existing customer offer. All promotions are subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Nevada, New York, or Washington, D.C. Welcome back. This is Betting Across America, presented by BetMGM. Femi Abebefe, rolling alongside my man James Salinas out in Colorado. James, we were talking a little NFL in the last segment. We will table our too high, too low segment, as well as new QB, who it is, for the second hour. But let's turn our attention to baseball here. And I wanted to start with the Bronx Bombers. The New York Yankees taking on the St. Louis Cardinals. This Yankee team... Talking with Britton, our producer beforehand, maybe they peaked a little early right now. The Yankees, they have lost three straight, but they are minus 110. It's a coin flip over there in the gateway of the West. Minus 110 each way, both these teams, Yankees at the Cardinals, total sitting at eight and a half. A little, is there any payback? A little added incentive for Montgomery getting the start against Mm -hmm. his former team. Now, maybe the Yankees just weren't satisfied with how he was pitching in the month of July and kind of can't really blame them. They lost all six of Montgomery's starts during the month of the July. I didn't know that the Yankees even lost six games at any point during this season. Unfortunately for Montgomery, he was the scapegoat of it, who did not translate to wins when he took the hill. Uh, but I think here with with the not only from the Montgomery angle, obviously he's they're they're going to know each other inside and out. There he's going to know their hit the hitters' tendencies and vice versa. They're going to have plenty of good intel on Montgomery, so that you, you know the motivation is one. But I think the the hard part is when you have that type of intel. Uh, that can be detrimental for both sides. Um, so I think for the Cardinals, however, this is a team that's in, still hanging around and trying to catch up to the Brewers. And now I think they're just a game and a half out of the Central Division in the National League. They've won seven out of eight games. And in those seven wins, it's been about the pitching. Only allowed 11 runs in those seven wins. Yeah, you allowed 11 runs in seven games. That will lead to a number of wins for the Cardinals. But here mm-hmm. against this Yankees lineup, that's my concern with Montgomery going in. They know how he is. And and the other side, too, is this pitching match. Maybe it's looking at, I was looking at maybe it's this total because you are you have Herman that's back out there again. He's only thrown 12 and two-thirds innings this season and not very well either. We know he's coming off the injury. So 17 hits, nine earned runs, seven, four of those hits in those 12 and two-thirds innings are home runs. 
Uh, and the Yankees kind of scuffling, like you said, lost three in a row. They're just six to nine since the All-Star break. Kind of lean home team here with the Cardinals. Yankees, not night and day, but man, best team in baseball when you're talking about home record in a yeah. sense. Tremendous there in the Bronx, but not so much on the road. I'd lean to the cards, but because of the intel and they know each other so well. I mean, motivation's only going to go so far for Montgomery. The Yankees know him. They know the scouting report. Probably going to be a disadvantage for Montgomery, even though he knows them very well uh, and is going to be motivated to have a good outing here. It'd be the, probably the total to look at that eight and a half. It's juiced to the over at 15 cents. That's the only way I'd be looking at this game is to go over in that matchup with these two pitchers. The Yankees are 41 and 15 at home in the Bronx, 29 and 22 away from home. They've lost three straight. Their main competition in the American League, the Houston Astros, have won three straight, and they're right on the Yankees' heels for that best record in the AL. The Astros today taking on the Cleveland Guardians in Cleveland. Like I mentioned, the Astros winners of three consecutive games. Minus 160, the road chalk. Cleveland plus 135, the home dog over at BetMGM. The total's at 8.5. This one juiced to the over at minus 115. Well, it seems like for the Astros, you look at how they played out of the All-Star break. They're 11-6 and six since the All-Star break, but it seems like they're, they found their flat spot because they've got up for both playing Seattle, which they swept in that first series after the All-Star break, and the two-game series, their doubleheader really against the Yankees. They came ready to play and, and brought it, and then they lose three straight to Oakland. Go figure. They have welcome to betting Major League Baseball on a daily <laughs> basis, family. But I think they do get up for the games, and they've been up for the Guardians here, and they took the first two games of this series, and Verlander was Verlander again on Thursday, and then they they jumped all over the young pitcher making his first start for Cleveland last night. I think the issue here for Cleveland, and we when we were on the show last week, we talked about this, where the Guardians were the only team thus far that have not had a day off since the all-star break. They had a doubleheader in there too. So this game today will be their 17th game in 16 days since the all-star break. Their first day off since the All-Star game will be this coming Monday. And this is a team that's getting maybe maybe a little bit tired here considering those first 11 games that they played out of the All-Star break all on the road. So long road trip for them and then having to come back and now you're facing the Astros here. Uh, clearly overmatched from a pitching standpoint and looking at Quantrill. This is somebody that's... Um, really flat. There's not a lot of movement on his fastball. This is a Houston team. Both of these teams, these are two of the teams, uh, the toughest teams to strike out in baseball are these two teams for the most part. Mm-hmm. And I think also they get a quality of bats. I think Quantrill's going to be in for a long day against the Astros. I want to see if Tucker's in this game. But I lean Astros here. It's a big number. I'm not going to lay a big number like that. But Quantrill's been tagged. 11 earned runs on 20 hits and four home runs in just 16 innings. I think Houston gets to them today. We'll see if Tucker's in the lineup. The other piece to look at, too, for the Guardians. I was kind of looking at the total as well to look at the over here concern here i want to see if 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 uh, i'm looking to see the lineup right now i don't have the lineups out here but unfortunately for cleveland last night they had kwan who leads off stephen kwan he had an 18 game hit streak went out yesterday fouled a foot ball off his foot his Mm -hmm. hitting streak ended there uh he's day-to-day not sure if he'll be in the lineup but he really sets the table not only for them at the start hits the ball over the field but also in left field terrific hose out there great defensive player That'll be a big loss if Quan's not in that lineup, even more so to the Guardian or to the Astros side for this game. Well, let's check in over on the NL West, where last night we saw the Dodgers deliver a very resounding message to the San Diego Padres. They said, hey, we know you got Juan Soto and all these guys, but we don't give a damn. We're still the best out West. They won that game 8-1 to over at Dodger Stadium in what should be a fantastic series this weekend. They're hosting the Padres once again tonight, minus 155, the Dodgers at home. Padres plus 125, total sitting at 8.5 as the Padres try to respond to the beatdown they took last evening. Well, in the Padres, you make the big move. You get Soto. You also get Bell, who is having a good season thus far. We know he's a quality he's a quality bat in that lineup. But they've got to figure out where these pieces fit within the lineup. And I think there will be continued adjustment through they've only played three games together. However, you look at the three games last night. I feel like these players are pressing at the plate, especially to make not only for, for Soto and for Bell to make an impression with their new teammates, but collectively. I think this has been a team that's been struggling to string consistent hits together all season long. And last night, 13 strikeouts. You know, through the first three games since that trade, 
Femi, the Padres have struck out 33 times, so they're mm. tr trying to figure themselves out right now, maybe pressing out there in that lineup, especially the two newbies coming over to make a good impression. But I, I think the, the concern here is just I look at the pitching matchup, and this is going to be Clevinger's first start ever against the Dodgers. So what is that going to look like going on the road? We know that Dodgers lineup is absolute, just the best in baseball from top to bottom, one through nine. But when you potentially have Bellinger as your ninth place hitter, that's a hell of a lineup there, Femi. So we know that with the Dodgers offensively. Concern for me, I don't want to get involved with the Dodgers on the other side with Andrew Haney. He's been in and out of the Dodgers clubhouse and off that roster multiple times this season. This is going to be just his sixth start of the season. And over the last three and a half months, he's only thrown 13 innings. Kind of look at the over here, but right now with the way the Padres are still trying to figure out how to put all these pieces together within that lineup and the rate that they're striking out, like I said, 33 strikeouts through the first three games since that trade. Yeah, they probably get to Haney. I don't know how long he goes, maybe four, five innings tops for Haney. It'll be a bullpen game tonight for mm -hmm. the Dodgers. But I don't like the pitching matchup here. I lean to the Dodgers, but I don't want to bet on Andrew Haney to have to find his way through this lineup against the Padres. We got a little less than 90 seconds left. I want to squeeze one more game in here. The Chicago White Sox trying to hang in there in this American League Central race there right now. They're tied with the Guardians for second place, two games back of the Minnesota Twins. But they are road favorites out in Texas, minus 120 are the White Sox, the Rangers, plus 100, their even money, total sitting at eight. Well, you know I like those pitcher props and hit this last weekend, last Sunday, I believe it was last Sunday, with Dane Dunning going against the Angels. We know the Angels are a free-swinging team. There is no shame in striking out within that lineup. Bad baseball team, the way that they're playing, lead the league in strikeouts. Not that the White Sox lead the league in strikeouts, but they do lead the league in least amount of walks drawn all season long. This is a team that does not give quality at bats. They are not situational hitters up there at the plate. They are going to help out pitchers by chasing and swinging at bad balls and I think that that really helps Dunning be able to get past his out total it was last week the same thing last week I think it was 15 and a half he got there easily against the Angels this week here matchup against this White Sox lineup the way that they swing the bat I think it's conducive for Dunning to go over his out total again today it's sitting at 17 and a half it's juiced to the under I like mm -hmm. the over over 17 and a half outs for Dunning at just five cents there you go a little player prop action over in Major League Baseball between the White Sox and the Texas Rangers down in Arlington. That AL Central race is going to be interesting coming up down the stretch. That does it for hour number one. Hour number two, we start. Oh, it's Saturday. Talking college football. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare getting ready to take on spring make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools from hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play.